everyone. Welcome to the show. It's another great edition of Bring It In The House podcast show where we spotlight musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. And of course, we have a great entertainer, artist. He's a leader, all of that and so much more. I'm so honored to have him in the house with us tonight. He's the legendary member of the group, the Delphonics. Let's give a warm welcome for Maurice Christian. Woohoo! Hello, Maurice. How are you? I am fine. Great, great. We're so glad to have you on the house tonight. You're kicking the new year off great with us. You look great, too. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's because you're on the air. You're (laughs) so kind. You're so kind. So tell us where you're from, where you're hailing from. Your hometown. Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Woohoo. Yeah, West Side. West Side? <laughs> West Side of Chicago, Illinois, right around in Cook County, Illinois. All right. All right. And your alma mater, your, what's your mascot and all of that? Uh, yeah. Well, Westinghouse Vocational was uh, my high school that I went to. Mm-hmm. You know, I forgot the mascot, though. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The mascot it- that we have. Because the name of the teams were the Warriors, Westinghouse Warriors. Oh. So we probably had an Indian, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, when the Native Americans mascot, yeah. Exactly. That is so amazing. I can't believe you're sitting here, man. You know, my people, back in the day, my family, we used to sit around the house and listen to the Delphonics. Oh, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, it's just amazing. I'm trying to let that sink in right now. You know what yeah, I mean? We used, the, we used to do the same thing, and now I'm singing with them. Yeah, I know. That's amazing, man. You've accomplished so much. I got a little bit of cold, but we're going to get through it. You've had a long-lasting, successful career in the industry. Singer, dancer, recording artist. Just, you know, I read, you know, that a lot of it began when you were in when grade school, like third grade or something, singing before the class, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. Tell and us tell so, us a little bit about it. That was an accident. We were having, you know how when you're in elementary school mm-hmm. and they have like a quiet time, the teacher have what they call a quiet time. You can do whatever you want. And I love to draw. So during that quiet time, some kids were sleeping. Some kids were just, you know, hand on the head, not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. I was drawing. I get lost in my drawing. I start focusing on what I was drawing. And all of a sudden, this song came out of my voice. It, it was loud. <laughs> and everybody looked up and looked back at me. And I'm like, the teacher said, come here. I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble now. But that's not what she wanted. She took me to the principal's office. And she said, listen to him. And she had me sing for the principal. Then the principal took me and started taking me to around all the classes mm-hmm. in the uh, third and fourth grade class. And he talked to the teacher, then he had me come in and sing the song that I was singing. That's mm-hmm. what I was doing. And after they took me out onto the uh, playground mm-hmm. during recess, put me on one of these little podium stands, you know, the trailer parks, they have a little stand. Uh-huh. Wanted that and had me sing for the other kids out on the playground. Now, and I got okay. paid for that. You got paid. So, okay, so there you go. There, you were a bona fide star right there. You got paid for it already. 
already got paid for my first gig. Your very first gig. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you kind of knew then that was a confirmation. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, I see that now. Yeah. <laughs> we got people tuning in from Arkansas on the screen. Hi, Linda. Linda Jackson, my classmate. Thank you so much for tuning in. Man, you're popular. Everybody wants to wants to see you and, and hear what you have to talk about. Now, oh. so but from the singing, but you also tell us how you went into the transition of the dancing. You were a dancer with the um <clears throat> excuse me. Then you the dance on Soul Train. Yeah, well, Soul Train started in Chicago, Illinois at the Board of Trade building. Mm -hmm. That's where all the puppets, the member of the puppets met. Yes, Although yes. they didn't know each other at the time, but they met there and became the puppets while at the Soul Train tapings. So we go down there. Oh. Now, um, I met one of the guys who was go already going down to Soul Train. Mm -hmm. In the group, he's always going down there. So he had met the previous puppets. The puppets, I think, it was only three of them at that time. And he went down. He tried to get me to go down, but I didn't. It took me a while to cut class to go because I could never get out of school and make it down there on time. And I like I wasn't cutting class to go. <laughs> but he went. He met the guys, and that's where the puppets first met. Was down there at Soul Train, and he knew me, so he introduced me to the puppets. And we started dancing, you know, hopefully around town, you know, with them and doing little parties and little park talent shows and high school talent shows and that sort of thing. So we got popular locally around town. And that's how the group got started. It's Soul Train, pretty much. Soul Train, pretty much. We have a question in um, from Ohio, Vincent Moore. His question is, what was the first song you wrote Indian Reservation. Indian Reservation. <laughs> really? Yeah. Before the Refer puppet, I was playing drums. I always uh -huh. loved to play drums. So I was playing drums. This is before uh -huh. the puppets. And I started writing a song. So the first line was, the first and only line was Indian Reservation. Reservation. <laughs> and the rest of it was just drums. That's all it was, drums. And that was my first song. Indian Reservation. Indian Reservation. <laughs> can you can you kind of refresh it? Bring me back, because I don't remember that. Just it sing was, a little it bit. Was something I made up. Okay. I made it up while I was playing the drums. And you, and, and it was just basically Indian Reservation. How did the harmony go? Oh, it was. It was more or less like Indian Reservation, and I was. <laughs> Indian reservation. Oh, okay. And that's what I would do. That's what I was doing. But only I made the drums with my mouth. But I was actually playing the drums. Right, right. That's amazing. That, that was a good question. Thank you, Vincent, for that. We appreciate you for tuning in. Got a lot of people tuning in, trying to hear what's going on with Maurice tonight. Now, Maurice, you also, you've done some gospel music as well, right? Yeah, that like was one inspirational of the, uh, music. Yes, I did. That was a spiritual encounter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
even though <coughs> it was a me. pastor, a Baptist pastor, mm. and we went to church every Sunday, but I never sang oh. when I was a youth. I never sang in the church or in the choir. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see that as a path of me to be a singer. So um, when I was, uh, I think I was about 12, I got baptized by my grandfather. Later on, once I came to California, I was walking on this trail mm -hmm. and just kind of having a quiet time walking down the trail, just having a quiet time. And all of a sudden this thought came to me and I was thinking, but I don't, they say, you ought to do a gospel CD. I said, but I don't know any gospel songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but later on that day, they just go ahead and write this song. But about a week later, I dreamt of this song in my head and it was called Say Amen. And I woke up with that song in my head and I wrote it and it took me five minutes to write this song. So that was one of the first songs of many that came right after that and they all came in a dream. And that's how that CD came about and it's called The Greatest Story. And it has a Christmas song on there and it has some other worship songs on there. A little different than, you know, some of the gospel gospel. Mm -hmm. But that was my first encounter with the greatest story and how that CD came about. Yeah, I was on I was on YouTube and I managed to find. I thought I had loaded the single up here, but I guess not. But I managed to find um, one of your um, videos. Hmm. The song "Come As You Are." Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. That, you like that one, huh? Yes, I really like that one. Yes, that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So what, um, tell us how that came about, how you were inspired to write that one. Come as you are. That was, that was in the same group as the first song. Mm -hmm. That all those came like one after another. Mm -hmm. It was like I had no control over it. It just came to me. And I just wrote them down as they came. And that's what happened. I, I had a friend who was playing keyboard. He said, let me help you put music to him. So he came. But when I write, I always have the melody. And I have some idea how I want the music to go already. Mm -hmm. So that's how my songs come about. And that's how this song came about, Come As You Are. So it was just sort of, I was in that vein. And I had just started going back to church as well. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 1999 year 2000 i joined you know a church and 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 was pretty consistent in attending and that's when all those things came i said well you know i want to do this type of music which was the secular music but then that was overpowering the secular music so i said okay i say i said so god if you want me to write the gospel song then i'll do the gospel cd first before I do anything else, I'll do that first. Mm -hmm. Right after that, the floodgates came. <laughs> and all those songs came in. It Come As You Are, Say Amen. Forgetting um, uh, all my names and my songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all came, you know, uh, yes. 
uh, let me look at it. Yeah, go ahead and do the cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah, but always use me. I have the actual CD. <laughs> They're wrapped in plastic. You know, but they all came to me at this at that same period of time doing mm -hmm. that. And it was really um, uh, kind of interesting and surprising to me that it came that way, not really ever having a background as coming up in a choir or singing in a choir. And then this music came to me. And that's what happened. So that's how all those came about. You knew um, you knew that it came are. from God, right? You knew that. Because the way it just came to you suddenly, right? I hope we don't lose your connection. It kind of froze there for a minute. Yeah, come back, come back. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, this is Maurice Christian. He's a member of the legendary R&B group, the Delphonics. He's legendary. He's, I mean, he's, he's done it all. He's been a dancer on Soul Train. He is now being inducted in, as a pioneer for the um, hip hop, what was it, museum for the Muffins and so much more. Yes, that was, that came as a surprise because, um, been in the puppets, like I was saying earlier, we did a lot of town halls and high schools and, and around town. We traveled just locally across Chicago, dancing here, dancing here, dancing that show, dancing that show, dancing at some parties, uh, eventually dancing at Perv's house. Perv's house mm -hmm. was owned by the Staples Singers. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of uh, celebrities and stars come through there. And we would mm -hmm. go and dance in front of those stars. Whenever they had like an up-tempo record, they allow us to come in and do that. So we gained mm -hmm. notoriety locally just by doing that. But we didn't know that we were being watched. And at that time, we were the only group actually doing that style of dancing is what the kids would call hip hop now. We called it locking back then. And that time, that was in the 70s. So um, we started dancing and then people were following us and we did know. So when we left Chicago, we got discovered and we left Chicago we had people looking and wondering, uh, where happened to the puppets? What happened to the puppets? So they actually did research, diligent research, to find us. It was 43 years later. <laughs> and they said, we've been trying to find you guys because we got this museum going. We want to induct you guys into this uh, Hall of Fame museum as the pioneers of hip hop. Because I used to follow you guys around and his name was Daryl Roberts. And he used to follow us around. He said, and watch us. And then he put his group together to mimic what we were doing. So they wanted to honor us for that in the Chicago Hip Hop Heritage Museum. And it's on the south side of Chicago. So we did that back in August of 2023. We had a ceremony back there in August. And they honored us and gave us recognition. They had a whole big who log campaign uh everything just a whole big celebration uh with the puppets there and we end up and yes we were still able to do some of the locking stuff so they got video of that and pictures and everything so they were very very surprised because they didn't expect it but we didn't expect what they did though and it, it was really a, a really big and and humbling moment you know that some we affected people with just dancing I have a picture here 
when you got was that is that when you guys were dancing there? Yeah, this is actually in California. Okay. And that's when we were dancing at Knott's Berry Farm. And they wanted to know, you know, Knott's Berry Farm is more like a uh, a Western type thing to it. So mm -hmm. they asked if we could do like the cowboy routine. So that's why we dressed like that, a cowboy routine. Okay. And we, that was at Knott's Berry Farm. We would do that every Halloween haunt. Now these uh, this, are the original, <laughs> these are the original pictures and costumes, the way we would dress when we'd actually go out and perform mm -hmm. in our original uh, clothes doing what, just regular songs, regular mm -hmm. dance songs. So this is stuff that we did. Now this is actually on a set mm -hmm. of a TV special, a Wolfman Jack TV special in Toronto, Canada. That's wow. where this picture is from. And we'll be filming right there on that set. And that's me in the, in the center sitting down with the striped yeah. socks on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if they could turn the picture. <laughs> it was trying to get it to turn, but yeah, it wouldn't so turn. That's beautiful. No. That is <laughs> bad picture. Bad picture. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a little bit of cold, but we're getting through it. <laughs> so Maurice, tell us, you know, I know <clears throat> you may have, I don't know, faced a few challenges um, in your career. Tell us, you know, I guess some of the, what was one of the most challenging things going from like a dancer to a singer and how were you able to overcome some of those obstacles or challenges, should I say? Going from a dancer to a singer? Yeah, I guess it oh, was already yeah. in you. <laughs> I know it was already that in was you, but as for, yeah, but as far as professional wise, <laughs> how did you gain the exposure that you need to get over into that lane? Well, I was pushed to the microphone. I was okay. pushed off the drums and said, you're going to uh, sing. So I'm like, really? <laughs> So that microphone, walking up that microphone was very frightening. And this is when the band had decided to add uh, a musical element to the dancing. So instead of just dancing routines, we now would come out and play instruments. Uh, Heat Wave, Earth, Wind & Fire, and Brothers Johnson's were, was the songs we would come out and play. And then after that, we had backup musicians that would come in one by one and take over the instruments, the drums, the bass, the guitar, the keyboards. And then we would form in front of them and go into our dance routine. So now we were a band, a dance band group <laughs> all at the same time. So when all these guys picked up instruments, I was the one that was chosen to go to the mic. And that's how I actually started singing in a professional with that group. That situation put me in the singing position. Yes. And then I liked it because all the girls were screaming. <laughs> so I like, so that's kind of like, ooh, I think I like this. <laughs> yeah, and I understand that applause. Yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> I get it. Congratulations. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just going to say, so as, as uh, we started to, when we, signed up with Wolfman Jack, which I'm sure we'll get to that. I'm kind of jumping ahead here. 
But when mm-hmm. we signed with Wolfman Jack, they picked us up in Chicago, we went on tour. They too added to that element of singing by doing these, whatever movie was out that year, they would do a spoof on it. So if uh, they had a um, kind of like a Okay, I'm losing a connection. <clears throat> okay, I'm me. back. It was called American Graffiti, that movie that was out. And it had a character called Spike. He was like the cool dude, like the Fonzie of Happy Days. Oh. So they say, Maurice, you're going to play Spike. I didn't even know <coughs> who Spike was. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, I ended up playing the character, and I had to sing the song called High School Days in this theater with thousands of people over there watching. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. They didn't know how it was going to turn out. And they didn't even think about it. So we did that. And so that was another moment of where that solidified that singing side of me. Yes. Uh, the next year, the winds were out. And so I ended up playing Dorothy. <laughs> and he's on down the road with the song that I had to sing. And that solidified that. And later on, we got signed to MCA record label as singers. As and singers. that was in 1979. So that like just kind of sealed the deal completely for me being a singer. So I had to take it even more seriously. Yes. And that's how the singing, that's how the singing kind of solidified there uh, of me getting into singing in the first place. So I never thought I would be a singer. You know, a singer, I, I yes. Love to sing. I love music, but I never thought I would be a singer and let alone a songwriter as well. As well, yeah, yeah. And since then, you've been on, like you say, you've been on great, you know, specials on uh, so many uh, different shows, a guest on a lot of TV shows like the Midnight Special, which was, you know, hosted by the legendary Wolfman Jack. You were on American Bandstand, Dick Clark, um, the Alan Hamill show, and so much more. Whew. Can you kind of just share what, you know, what that experience, tell us a little bit about that, what all that was like. All that was good. All that was surprising, but it was good. And um, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was it was like, a, you know, a dream come true. Like, you know, um, some kids dream about things like that, but never ex- ever think that it could become a reality reality yes and that's pretty much where i was i enjoyed music the dancing and singing never ever thought i would actually be on television doing these things so that came about when wolfman jack picked us up so they got assigned to the record label and then followed that was all the uh television appearances Mm -hmm. that we did and dick clark was one of the first ones we did that we were on his show. Great guy, Dick Clark was. Treated oh, us yeah. well. <clears throat> and while we were taping the show for uh, Dick Clark that year, we were also taping at the same time Lou Rawls was taping the show. He was also guest on American Bandstand. And that mm-hmm. was the show we were on. He actually came to our dressing room to talk to us. We're like, Lou Rawls, it's Lou Rawls. He came in and talked to us. Lou Rawls came yeah. in and talked to us. <laughs> and we said, we had a great conversation. He was welcoming us into the business and giving us some pointers of management and agents and all sort of things. So then we went on, we did that taping, we did that show. Later on, we went to, um, we did the Midnight Special. 
So we went from mm -hmm. dancing in front of artists, being in Chicago at the University of uh, Illinois, we went from mm -hmm. dancing in front of the artists to actually being guests guest. on the Midnight Special Show as they changed our name from the Puppets to Dream Express. So that's for why the they couldn't find it. What was it again? Name had changed. <laughs> okay, you kind of broke the up. What was the name? First, and then they, when we signed that, Dream Express. Dream Express. That was the name of the group. That's the that's what they changed us into. We like what? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're used to Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, and stuff like that, and Temptations and all that kind of thing. But like Dream Express. So to us, it sounded <laughs> like it was a bit weak. You know, like oh, Dream. Express. I don't know. You know, but I might just say just trust, just just you know, trust us. We're gonna do. It. And so anyway, we were Dream Express. We did Midnight Special. And after that, they flew us up to Canada. So we did three parts in Canada. We did Sherry Lewis show, and she was in Vancouver, Canada. So we did the Sherry Lewis show in Vancouver. So we did her special. And then Alan Hamill, we did, that was in Toronto. So we flew over to Toronto and did his show that he did, he had. And these are all Canadian broadcasting companies. So we did his show. After that, they said, well, let's do a, a, a special, a TV special with Wolfman Jack, featuring Wolfman Jack. So he said, yeah, my puppet's got to come with me. We're going to bring our puppets with me, too. So everything he did, we were part of. Then we did the Midnight Special. They froze there for a second. Came from that you showed earlier in the striped socks and the uh -huh, uh -huh, suspenders and uh -huh. everything. That was mm -hmm. one of the set, that was the photos from that set that we were on that. Then they called us back again a year later because they wanted to do a whole series. So it turned out to be a 26 episode series of Wolfman Jack special. And there's a lot more that came with that. Oh. Uh, we also did AM America in Chicago when we signed TMCA record label as well. So we guest starred on that as well, AM America. So those were all the television shows. And in between all that, we were meeting all these guest artists that we had seen, you know, the Miracles and um, Little Richard, which was awesome <laughs> to meet. We hung out with him for a while, a long yes. while. You yes. know, that night the Pips were on the show. So we met all these singers that were, you know, older, they were before us, but we knew who they were. Mm -hmm. But it was it was mm -hmm. just fun and and also just felt like you were kind of dreaming about all. Yeah, you couldn't believe that all of these things were going on, you know, with us. And yeah. and we enjoyed every minute, but we they gave they treated us really well. Mm -hmm. We had a great time and we saw and experienced many, many, many things, you know, doing mm -hmm. that. So the traveling, mm -hmm. the TV, all that was just an awesome feeling. And it was great. And we enjoyed it. But at some point we thought it would end, but it's still going. Still going. Still going. I, hey, we, we got another picture here of you and this group. Now, this is more recent, right? That's more recent. And that yes. is the Delphonics. Yes. With you up so front. That's here in California as well. And the guy in the middle, his name is Gary Stevens. Mm -hmm. He is the... Yeah, it's his group. He actually sang with uh, Randy Payne 
and Major Harris, mm -hmm. who are two of the originals. Major Harris stepped into the group when William Hart stepped out. I think he, he had fallen ill or something and couldn't sing. So mm -hmm. Major Harris stepped in the group and filled that slot before mm -hmm. he went solo. When Major Harris went solo, I think Randy Kane was, I don't know what happened to him exactly, so I can't really say truthfully what happened, but I know Major Harris went solo, and then they brought Gary in to, he took over the group. So that way he sang with Major Harris and Randy Kane at first, but then Major Harris went solo, something happened with Randy Kane, and then Gary was left alone, so Gary started the Delphonics again. Now, three years ago, uh, I got a call from Gary, and he said, uh, I'm looking for a singer, you know, to put in my group. He had just lost the singer, so he wanted he was looking for a singer to put in the group. He wanted them to be six feet tall, bald-headed, as you can see, they're all bald. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my doing a lot of local um, engagements and gigs around town, my name got around. So they said, I know someone who will be perfect for your group. And they gave him my name, Maurice. So they gave him my number and he called me up. I went to meet him and we did some things. We talked and I'm like, I know the Delphonics, you know, and, oh, there's a lot, la la and all this stuff. I said, I know this Delphonics. He said, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, well, I'm trying to get some guys and we're going to put this group in so we keep going. He said, I'm looking for somebody that's at least five, 11, six feet. I'm like, well, that ain't me. <laughs> I'm not six, 11, five, 11, six feet. But we came to a point where he would say, I'm still looking at some other guys. But then he asked me to come to rehearsals anyway. So when we got to rehearsal, he said, boys, we have to show. He said, have you been telling anyone? I go, no. He said, why not? I said, because you never told me I was in the group. Exactly. He said, well, you're in the group, so stop telling people that. <laughs> he said, tell them you're in the group. <laughs> say, you're in the group. He said, we're going to do the show. I said, okay. I said, well, you know, you told me you were looking at some other people, so I just, okay. <laughs> when you say I'm in, I'm in. If you say it's cool, I'm cool. So we, and that's how I started singing with the Delphonics, and it's been three years now. So it's been three. fun, and we have some other things coming up in February. We did some things a couple weeks ago in Riverside, California, here for mm -hmm. some more organizations and we got one here coming up February 10th that we're going to do and some other ones for up towards the springtime but it's a lot of fun and the uh, I've never sang besides the group I was in under a how would you say a notoriety okay group. yes that, that name is famous name yeah it has like a lot a of weight <laughs> it had a lot of weight to it a lot mm -hmm. of weight in it and it's like how am i how's that even possible <laughs> so that when people heard i was in there oh man so much attention oh my god you're in the delphonics oh, da, 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 da. Oh, <laughs> delphonics. no and it's not just the delphonics it's not just the delphonics it's the delphonics <laughs> So I said, oh, wow, this is like really big here. You know, this is a really big thing, you know, because they were out in the 70s, late 70s. And I didn't think, you know, a lot of people would remember. But even before that, 
I was lead singer for a platters group. Yeah. Same situation. But that was before the Delphonics, so I lead sing for the platters. And mm. I did that for a while. And now I'm with the Delphonics. So that is like <laughs> Yeah. That's 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 good that's stuff. An amazing thing, an amazing experience. Yes. We have really enjoyed you on this show, Maurice. And you know, time always flies when you're having fun. Before we go though, is there any shout outs or anything you want to say to anyone before we leave? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to everyone that tuned in and are listening and is listening to this beautiful lady, Mildred Bats here, Millie Mills. <laughs> Thank you. you know, who had me on the show and I'm really proud to be on there. I want to give a shout out to uh, a friend and partner of mine that we have also have a, um, a singing, it's not a singing telegram, mm -hmm. but it's a send the vibe where my original music is put to video and you can send it in a message as you do a card, a Hallmark card or anything. So we have that if you go to my website on myintimatevoice.com and you'll see that. You'll also see here samples of my music that I have on my solo project called Be In My Life. And that hasn't been released yet, but we're, we're getting ready for that. But you'll be able to hear samples and even purchase some digital copies if you want. And there is a button on there where you can click for Send a Vibe and you'll see what I mean. You go on there and you can just send it to people that you're just close to when you're just thinking of. Say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Just send the vibe. And I'd like to give a shout out to my publicist, of course, Desiree L. Benson. Desiree, yes. <laughs> she's At amazing. Desiree BB. Yeah, she's, she's responsible for a lot of things that's, um, that in, for me being here right now. And yes. a lot of things, uh, you know, previously before this. And just a wonderful person. So I want to give a shout out to her. And like I said, to all the people that are listening and tuned in, love you. La, 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 la means I love you. Oh, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, Denise Alexander, oh, so many, uh, Vet, um, Robert, everybody who tuned in tonight. We love you guys. Happy New Year. And I want to say real quick before we get out of here, our sorority is celebrating our um, Founders Day next weekend. I, I won't be online at the time, but I wanted to say happy Founders Day to Sorority Sisters of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. We love you guys. And of course, Maurice, you're just a doll, man. We, we couldn't have done this without you. We thank you so much for stopping by and being on, on the show with us tonight. Thank you. Uh, you're more than welcome, man. Do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Get well. <laughs> thank you. I will. I'm going to bed <laughs> as soon as I get offline. <laughs> yeah, get well. Thank you. Thank you, Maurice. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> yes, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for watching Bring It In The House. <laughs>